What's up, bitch? How are you? Chris. I'm well, I'm well. I'm a little... I'm adjusting back to real life after my week, weekend getaway. <laughs> Me too. I'm actually looking at a post of future performing in a nightclub in Atlanta, and the first comment says, I honestly don't think Corona is a thing anymore. <laughs> 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 but anyway uh welcome back tj i'm glad i i don't like you to relax too much because I, I need you to be in grussel mode because how long gone industries is thriving i know but i did not make christmas and my life partner's birthday all happen within two weeks of each other but that's the way god dealt my cards i was gonna say god's plan drake voice there um but you know again I'm glad you're back. I did have Grussell withdrawal, if that makes you happy, Chris. <laughs> it does. It makes me very happy. It warms my little grustling heart <laughs> when, when, when TJ has Grussell withdrawal. Yeah, when I'm not grustling, my body, it's confused. You know, my, I, my, my skin breaks out. My digestion is thrown off. My gut health mm. is sacrificed. There's nothing, there's nothing a probiotic can do to substitute Grussell. It can only do so much. I've had a, I, you know, I, I felt, I think I might have saw God this morning on the treadmill. Um, is that because you have new shoes? Because you heard a good song, or you reached a PR? What, what happened? Uh, I think I pushed myself just a little bit too hard, and I was bordering on maybe passing out on the woodway. Uh, but you know, I, I, I was able to recover. When it. people say I saw God. It's usually describing like a positive moment, like a spiritual awakening. Seen, uh, and your version of seeing God is like, <laughs> I almost died and I saw the pearly gates. And, and he said, no, now is not your time, Chris. Uh, the only gates I've seen are cemetery gates, Morrissey voice. You wasn't with us in the cemetery, dog. I went to your cemetery. They didn't know you. Well, I went to your cemetery. You were Keats and Yates were not on your side. So well, I'm glad that you are still alive. Live to pod yet another day. I'm, you know, and I do have, I do have, first of all, I have a few breaking news items I need to bring up with my esteemed co-host. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, they're saying that President-elect Sleepy Joe Biden is not going to be allowed to bring his Peloton into the White House because it, <laughs> it does have a camera and a microphone, and I think the Secret Service is concerned about that. So I just wanted to make sure you were aware that our president, who's 150 years old, <laughs> could, could could suffer from weight gain in the White House due to stress and lack of Peloton. Unfortunate. Our president can't have it, but we can. You know, trust nobody is what I say. That's kind of fun. Mm, Why? Exa yeah, exactly. I also, Sounds I also like that the Secret Service does not trust Joe to just simply put a piece of tape over the camera. <laughs> no, we'll no, figure no, out no. a way to fumble that and then you know put our nation at risk. This isn't this isn't this isn't your graphic designer friend who's a conspiracy theorist who buys <laughs> a new a, a new MacBook Pro and quickly puts a piece of gaff tape over the camera. Like that's going to do any fucking good, nerds. Uh, but I did. <laughs> I also I received a piece of a well-placed source has given me some information regarding uh, Trump voter and indie rock musician Ariel Pink mm. and his battle with with Mexican Summer the record label. A source close to the family gave us some exclusive. A source close to a source close yes a source close to the family is telling me that that Mexican Summer is insisting that they can retain the rights to his catalog and not let him take them even though under the agreement Ariel retained the rights to the label deal. Um, they so basically what I'm saying is Mexican Summer wants to cut ties publicly but continue to make that bread off his streams, which mm. is a very 
which you know it doesn't surprise me in the crooked music business but i you know i just you know it's just something i had to share i had to share after the ariel pink discourse and hopefully that is the last time we speak of ariel pink on this podcast so so are they saying that because of because Ariel like slandered their good name, that they now retain the rights to to his catalog. What did he like violate the catalog by? I think there's going to be a legal battle, is what my guess is. I'm not sure. I, I can't speak on the terms of the contracts. Obviously, I'm not privy to that. Mm. But I do feel like there's about to be a struggle over the streams. Damn, it's going to be the first time Ariel ever had to lawyer up for something that didn't involve like date rape. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about all that. I honestly don't know that much about the guy. That's the funny thing is that I just. I've never really listened to his music. I just know what he looks like, kind of. And I knew that he made a song with Sky Ferreira. Yeah, the the only good thing he's done in this world, I assume. Well, we are Sky Ferreira. Hi, this is a pro Sky podcast. I I can't wait for her to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything is embarrassing is an anthem that that describes life at all times and also a bop. And, you know, quickly before we speak to our guest, we d- we did have a little discourse today in the group chat about the new hit single, Driver's License, that went to number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will we will have to dig deeper on, on How Long Gone Radio, our music show, obviously, but first listens... It went from went from being a bad song to a good song. No, no, off Rippington for me. I loved it because that's the kind of music that I like. But I do agree that she owes a little bit of her royalties to uh, Australia's Lord, fan mm-hmm. of the podcast. Yeah, Lord Lord Day. This is definitely just some Lord Day. Lord Day spit out her Arvo toast this morning when she heard that, <laughs> that song went number one. I'll tell you that right now. She threw her flat white against the wall and fucking called her agent. You know, she checked out um, Spotify but- fresh new music and she said. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, the the I, I discovered this when I was researching the song, but it, it was actually co-written by a guy in a band called As Tall as Lions that used to open for Cartel. So it's a real full circle moment for me. You're talking about ATAL? ATAL, yes, yes, yes. Which is, it's a very strange, like they didn't really, they, they did like okay, you know what I mean? They were like, mm-hmm. there was a whole, there was a certain kind of band in that genre that like the other bands liked, but major labels didn't really care about. Mm-hmm. So they would get tours, but they couldn't get a deal. But so anyway, that guy's rich now, I guess. It, well, not yet, but he's well on his way. He's well on his way soon, thanks to Spotify, who pays artists just great rates for streaming. He'll they'll be he'll be stacking paper soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty one is gonna be pretty nice. He's gonna have at least seven thousand dollars clear at least after 7, taxes. No problemo. I think he's more of a crypto guy. That's where he's gonna be dumping a lot of his cashola. I mean, very possibly. I, I mean, should we I guess we should get into crypto now that it's late. I feel like that'd be a funny thing for us to do. When crypto first came out, I was just like, I don't understand this enough to learn it and I don't care to take the time to learn it. So I'm just gonna hope that it ends up being a scam and everyone loses their money and then I'll be able to sleep at night. Except I'll feel bad for my friends who did invest a lot of money in it, but it seems like it is turning into a real thing. I don't I don't feel I don't feel anyone that lost money on, on crypto. That's not a feeling I have. But but we should talk about our guest and, and give her a jingle. We should talk about her and we should also talk to her. Her name I hope I'm saying this right. L- Lily Marota Marata? What do you think? Yeah, Mar- Marota Marota, Lily Marota, um, she's the co-host with former How Long Gone guest Stephen Phillips Horst uh, of a new podcast called Celebrity Book Club, produced by former former guest and known ska fan Leon. I can't ever say his last name, so I'm not going to butcher it. G- the God, el- elite podcaster. Um, but I, she's also she's an actress and, and who has been in. Uh, she was also on High Maintenance, a mm-hmm. favorite of yours, I know. 
Yeah, which unfortunately just got canceled. Yeah, but I guess it has, she has two T's in her name, so it's probably Murata. But um, yeah, this podcast looks really funny. The first episode is is um, about the classic Andre Agassi memoir, Open. One of the only books I've read. Where his dad and makes him and his brother do speed before they play tennis in when they're children. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know, but that's not that's neither here nor there. Hitler Youth style. Yeah, let's give let's give uh, Lily a call and see what she thinks about uh, tennis and uh, TJ as well. Wonderful. Lily, what's up? It's Chris Black with the How Long Gone podcast and my esteemed co-host Jason Thimjean Stewart. How are you, Lily? What's up, you little fucking rascal? What's up? I'm so excited to finally be on a straight guy's podcast. Yeah, I know you've listened it, to 10 minutes of it, so you're all... Yeah, can, can, you, can you tell us which 10 minutes you prepared with? It would it would really help us to kind of move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were talking about strip clubs, and one of you was like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with them, and one of you was like sketched by one of you being uncomfortable with them. Oh, you were like, why, dude? I, I'm the one that's uncomfortable with them. Jason is the one who's a proponent, of course. If you couldn't mm. tell by talking to us for five minutes as you prepared this this sound system, okay. Yeah, I'm the straight. I'm the straight bad boy, and he's the straight uh, question mark. You know, got it. You're so like, do <laughs> people think you're gay? <laughs> that's right. I've been I've been accused of gay baiting before, but I can't help my looks. <laughs> like he looks gay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what else. It's not like I, I do anything else. I mean, if he looked any gayer, he'd have a dick hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't know what, I, I don't know what it is, but I did have a, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but in, in my, in my younger days, I was a little um, heavier and I had a large beard and I did gain a pretty decent following in the bear community. Mm-hmm. I found okay, out later. Yeah. Classic. I found out from a Tumblr post of my face that had 75,000 likes on it. Damn. Well, what was the name of that Tumblr page, by the way, Chris? I, I actually don't remember. Grizzly Man? I was alerted to it, but I think now, I guess I'm, I'm not even an otter now. I don't even know where I stand. You're just skin and bones. So maybe you're like a, a, a middle-aged seal. <laughs> <laughs> could be That's the vibe. Cl- yeah, yeah, that yeah. is that is scarily accurate. I think I'm looking in the mirror now and trying to decide. But not to say middle age. I just got the vibe when you kind of said years ago. I'm just I'm making kind of age assumptions here. I'm I'm 38 years old. How old did you think I was? Um, I think around that. So actually, that's not middle age. Middle age is 50. No, th- I mean I would say 38 is pretty middle age if we're going like you know mathematically speaking the average lifespan is probably <laughs> under 80 so he's probably already crested the halfway mark of life right and in medieval times yes well i'm, I'm talking about nowadays in medieval <laughs> times he would have already had seven children and be dead yeah, yeah i yeah. think i i think i've already dodged a death bullet so i feel like if i was going to die young it would have already happened and now i'm going to live longer than i would like to actually is my is my guess you dodged the kind of the Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Sid Vicious, yes. you know. Yes, and un- unfortunately, I think dying young is very cool because I'm immature. Only if you're famous. Yeah. He was almost a member of the 37 Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the, the 35 Club doesn't really hit the same as, as the 27 Club, you know. Well, I just turned 34, and I that was a little depressing for me. I was like, okay, I'm middle-aged now. With How do you feel physically, though, Lily? Oh, physically? Walk us through your mm. gut health. Yeah, well, let's talk about what, what probiotics are you taking? Lily, are those dogs barking after a long day? I'll say <laughs> this. I feel like I can take down, like, whatever, mostly. You are, you, are, you talking about, are you talking about sandwich-wise or what? I'm talking about sandwich-wise. I'm talking about, like, peppers, <laughs> like, Chinese. Like, I don't think I should, like... 
I absolutely should lose weight, but like, you know, I feel like I can do, you know, sausage and peppers and uh-huh. then Chinese and So you're eating a lot of peppers in your older years is what I'm <laughs> is what I'm gathering. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying pepper so much. I think it was my first favorite vegetable. So, you know, I'm Italian, so, you know, peppers all around. So sausage and peppers, mamma mia, that's... that. That's. Oh, yeah, manja, mamma mia, that's the spot. Mm-hmm. Mother's milk. What is... What, what is... What is... So you're, you just said pepper is your favorite vegetable? That's twisted. Yeah, to lead with pepper. <laughs> that's absolutely crazy. What's your favorite vegetable? Is it peppers? They're crunchy. They're fun. They're water. It's, it's almost not a. It's almost not a vegetable. How you do you feel I mean? about a green bell pepper? Oh. Oh no! I mean, no. I'm thinking. I love like a red, a roasted red pepper. Mm-hmm. Is my number one green bell pepper. That's fine when it's along with the onions and a sausage. Got it. Sub. See, when I think of green pepper, I think of like a, you know, being in South Georgia and stopping at Subway for a veggie sub. Mm. You know, that's where, oh. my, that's, where, that's where my head goes. <laughs> Nothing has that crisp tang like a green bell pepper. It's oh. not for everyone. Nothing sadder than getting a veggie sub at Subway. <laughs> I would disagree. I, I would disagree. No, I Nothing I, sadder I, than consuming meat from Subway is what I would say. Good point. I mean, yes. Have you guys seen the new Subway protein bowls? No. <laughs> 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 First of all, do not come on here and do sponsored content if we're not getting a cut. I haven't had a chance to to sink my teeth right, into one. Just cha-ching right now from Subway. Like, yeah, we'll let you sneak one plug in, but we're we're watching you now. I haven't tried it yet, but I have heard word of the bowls in some of my foodie circles. What mm. what can you tell us about it? I think it's just you know obviously they're trying to get into bowl culture, but the picture I saw <laughs> was just like piles of pepperoni and turkey in like a plastic <laughs> bowl so they they just take the container that the pepperoni slices are in that yeah. you use and they just give flip you a it. fork flip it it's like getting right like from like a regular grocery store like a sad catered meat tray but like mm. okay so uh, like when you go to when you get a bowl from chipotle it's just like that but instead of rice and beans you you get shredded lettuce you get shredded lettuce, probably li- if you're like, oh, I'll go in little lettuce. I'm talking pepperoni, you know, the roast beef, the ham. <laughs> if you have any sausage I- and peppers, that'd be great. <laughs> Throw it on. Can I say? Can I say definitively that it's very strange to think of pepperonis in a bowl? I, I really don't like yes. that at all. No, yeah, they should not be in a bowl. We should try this, Jason. Jason, you should you should try this for the culture. It fits in with a, a keto lifestyle, so it's got my attention. Oh, you're keto. I'm not keto, but I've, <laughs> I've I've dipped my toe in the keto jacuzzi before. <laughs> Didn't work out well. It's a it's a sad existence. I always think if there is one diet, mm-hmm. keto would be the one because you can just be like so nasty and be so like bacon and cheese and mm-hmm. you know prosciutto, whatever. But <laughs> prosciutto, <laughs> prosciutto gives me all the fuel I need to get through the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand what the keto diet is. I like I refuse to learn about it. I've kind of dodged it. Chris, for this it's long, simply so. putting your body in a state of ketosis, which allows well, it I to burn calories and function at the at its peak. It's like uh, putting the the top unleaded fuel in it instead of the the bottom. You know what I'm saying? It seems gross, though. Is my take yeah. Well, away. you're a vegetarian, so you know. That's pretty obvious. That's that not going to work out well for you, Chief. Lily, Jason eats whatever, too. He's kind of known as like a steel stomach cat, but his okay, favorite. Okay, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that a steel stomach cat. Yeah, I, meow. Yeah, I have uh, just like a cat. I have a seafood diet. I see food, man. You did. <laughs> Don't come in here with your little Garfield <laughs> jokes, dumbass. <laughs> uh, I I unfortunately try to eat as little as possible to maintain a wayfish figure. Oh, fabulous. Well, okay, so here I can see why people think you're gay. <laughs> um, okay, well, look, I use the word waif freely, and if you want to condemn me for that, then you go right ahead. Um, no, I think it's amazing, and we, we need to talk more about, right, like, male, mm-hmm. elevate the male, the straight male body figure, like the guy from Silverchair who was anorexic, <laughs> to throw it back to kind of an alt- Place. Yes. Wait, the, the silver chair singer was, or what? He, it, yeah, he was anorexic yeah. and he was like, we need to talk about male anorexia. And we do. He was hot, though, right? He's hot. Yeah, he's like a hot. Chris, that, that's not helping perpetually. <laughs> like, I'm awake. <laughs> the guy from Silver Chair was hot. Um, no, I, I, and honestly, I'm jealous. I should be eating more. I, you know, I want to lose, you know, 10 to 20. I should be eating Subway protein well, rolls. I- do you do you feel like the Subway protein bowls are appealing to you because now you're in front of the camera as as a star? Exactly. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, you see the photos and you're like, okay, how am I going to slim down, you know, but still be on the go? <laughs> grab, a, grab, grab a Subway protein bowls. Yeah, so you live in New York, so you must live life on the go, right? Oh, totally life on the go. You know, obviously now it's a little more life in place, but mm-hmm. my so my day job is I'm a maid, so I'm Really? I'm, yeah, I'm on Wait, the go. This is fascinating. So you're 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 mating at private homes, or I'm mating at private homes. I used to do like some offices, um, but that's like not really in the works anymore. Okay. So you know, right? I do. How did you get into this? I got into it because my friend was like, when I moved to New York, I was like working like freelance, like production jobs and then like you know Mm. didn't have a job at some point my friend was like well i'm working for this like green maid service that like employs artists and then sadly he got i feel like it's like a a drug deal now he got me into it and i haven't been able to quit (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so do you just do you like it because you just zone the fuck out and do it and no and you're just left alone because that appeals to me too that is what has become appealing. I mean, I always say I like want to get out of it, but it is like a nice day job where I can just listen to podcasts, listen to rock and roll, <laughs> you know, headphones, Hell you yeah. know, make make my own schedule. So you get um, paid for self care because you can listen to rock all day. Exactly. Yeah, rock all day long. Yeah. Okay, how many clients do you have? If you don't mind me right? asking. It's it's slimmed down mm-hmm. in the pandemic, but so now I have about like five. Okay. Um, but before I was like, you know, mostly working like three to four days. So, you know, I'm doing the Upper West Side, you know, liberal set. I'm doing some funky <laughs> Williamsburg moms. Okay. What do you have a signature move? My my signature move is I'm like an or like a green cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, all natural products, but I, you know, sometimes you got to sneak in the Windex. <laughs> Mommy's little secret. She's yeah, a bad exactly. girl. Exactly. Mommy's little medicine. I well, like when you go to some hotels, they'll leave a little chocolate on the on the pillow for for example, or you know, they'll fold the towel into a swan. Is there anything I'm much more like super sloppy made where it's <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> yet like I feel like my signature is like okay, yes, I will like get on a ladder and like be cleaning like the corner of your ceiling, but I'm absolutely like leaving my weird Tupperware of like <laughs> leftover 
leftover pasta in your fridge. So that's a good trade-off, though. Yeah, yeah, I consider myself, you know, active, deep. You know, I'm getting in the court. A lot of people hire me for like, you know, take taking all the stuff out of your cabinets and like yes yes shit a, de- like a that. classic new york city deep clean is i would say a yearly thing if not more yeah with all these roaches and rats and the rats getting crazier <laughs> the rats have been getting crazier i want to know what you've i bet you've got some war stories for us i feel like you've seen some shit that that other people haven't seen i have i have to say that i did this clean recently that i um you know i was like okay i need more clients i don't do you guys know the uh, facebook page queer exchange no i don't know is it like craigslist okay. uh, craigslist for like queer people where people will be actually very like hey hive mind um does anyone know any like awesome sauce like empaths or you know like <laughs> astrologists like in south brooklyn and then it'll be like 34 people like canceling each other for like thing, but yeah this sounds pretty they, cool but continue so and but someone was like oh i i need a clean and i should have known like i shouldn't have, but i was like mm-hmm. i shouldn't have you know gotten a clean off there of my people but it was i did don't it don't shit where you was, eat or don't clean exactly where you eat, and the apartment was so nasty just like <laughs> there was like an old dog a cat wasn't there but the litter was and they <laughs> wanted me to do the <laughs> litter like so like just piles of like pubes and then it was like okay so it was like the apartment was so dirty but this person used this new thing called like tushy i'm familiar with tushy the bidet the bidet yeah but it's like and the broke boy it's like the broke boy bidet that like attaches it's a poor man's tocho yes. Okay. Exactly. It's a poor man's toto. So it's we like, don't recognize that on this side, but go ahead. <laughs> Failing startup tushy. We don't want your ad dollars tushy, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, as I'm pushing tushy, tushy, tushy. <laughs> but I was like, this place is so nasty. Yet you have these like new fresh ass like towels for tushy that you're gonna like wipe your ass with, and then like where fresh are those? ass towels. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw the line? We go, where are those towels going? So that's a client that you will not be re- returning that to. That was one who I will, yeah, not be returning to. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, can I ask you, though, because I, you know, I like to pay for services like that in cash money. Oh, yeah. I feel like some people don't like that anymore. I, I feel like I get resistance to that. And they would prefer really? a, ca- a cash app or Venmo payment. And I'm just like, are are you the feds? Like, who wants that? That's yeah, because I definitely prefer cash. Cash, though. I guess some people are like, now I in the pandemic being like, I got just like, well, I don't want like your. They think they're gonna get like COVID mm-hmm. from cash. Oh my god! I if I would have already gotten cancer from snorting coke through a bill, if that was a thing mm-hmm. that could really happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, not to put my uh un- sock drawer on here but i do think i need a safe because now it is that thing where Ooh. i'm like oh, well, oh. you know now oh. i have this cash and oh god i hope my accountant isn't listening <laughs> okay scrooge are you taking baths in it like what's the vibe <laughs> you know i'm just saying like you know then there's the cash and then i'm like you know don't want to put it in the bank account yes so. yes yes so what are you what are you spending your your cash on then my cash on probably like car maintenance. Um, <laughs> Classic New Yorker response. So the Bitcoin portfolio is not big then? The, the Bitcoin, I have no Bitcoin. My girlfriend right now is waving her hands telling me to stop telling me to talk about my cash. <laughs> 
So don't worry. This this podcast is not geotagged. It's fine, and we mm. we protect all of our guests. Obviously, we have in house attorneys that will protect you if something does come up. Your uh, your address will only be given out behind the paywall. So whoever subscribes, them, they're the only ones who are going to get a hold of that. Thank you for support. Thank you to Spotify. Okay, but so you're not you're not buying drugs or anything like that, is what I'm. Yeah, asking. sure. I'll buy some weed sometimes. <laughs> you know? Why not? Uh-huh. I uh-huh. I understand. I think I think cash is very powerful, and I'm a person that is trying to save it because its demise is imminent. Unfortunately. Yeah, people hate cash now. You know. In our lifetime, oh. what what kind of whip are you pushing? I am. It's pretty hot stuff. So, I had. I had a really dramatic car year because I had my uh, father's car that literally broke down like every single day. <laughs> and then... What year G-Wagon was that? It was it was an 08, 07 Subaru. Good year. Ca- like the, the, the little, the like real crunchy mom joint or like a... Yeah, it was like the perfect, you know, lesbian car. It was mm-hmm. like the two, okay. you know... Quintessential. Hatchback. Did it come with the Elizabeth Warren sticker or did you put that on? <laughs> it's literally shocking every time I looked at it that there was no Warren coexist <laughs> faded Bernie. Like I find it like it just yeah it was I would just break I would I broke down in the middle of the street last year at mm. NYPD oh. tow truck had to tow me it was just I was like Jesus yeah so then. I sold that car on Queer Exchange because I really am obsessed with this page. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like you might be an admin or a founder in this uh, internet destination. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I really just came on here to make tons of so tons you of so cash. you were able to flip it to a fellow grease monkey on queerexchange.com. Exactly, and like they brought their friend who was a mechanic named Mohawk. Who had a Mohawk. <laughs> you don't mind if Mohawk kicks the tires for a minute, do you? <laughs> and they're all like, "Yep." This is a good one. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Mohawk is the Subaru whisperer, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. So flipped that and bought a 2008 Honda Fit, which is, I would say, less of a lesbian car and more of a divorced mom car. <laughs> but can I ask, why do, you, why do you desperately want a car? Because in New York, it's just a pain in the ass. Is it something you just need? Why do we keep a car in the city, babes? Yeah, I, you don't keep it at the house in Montauk. It seems like a kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was basically like I got addicted, like basically um, RIP, my, my father passed and I inherited his car. And then I just became like a car person into having a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a car person. And then it turned out my friend was like selling this Honda Fit, and I was like, "Good deal, you know. You can get out of the city, take a you know, take a hike, or I can you know. I feel I really love it for being able to like, again, like a drive to Jackson Heights or someplace in deep Brooklyn to get something to feed my stomach of steel. <laughs> I can put the vacuum in there, you know, drive to work." Okay. Go on little, you know, road trips. Yeah. So, well, speaking of that, how long until you move out of New York into wherever you're going to end up for the rest of your life? Your forever home, as <laughs> one might say. You know, I'm kind of feeling. Where are you from? I'm very just like I'm. I'm from Boston. Well, you definitely don't want to go back there. So. Yeah. So, not really planning on going back there from Cambridge specifically. Oh, that's chic. Actually, that's you the know, only good part. I'm from. I'm from Warren country. 
So far, you're the coolest person I've ever met from Boston. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, I would agree. You guys don't like... Oh, wait, where are you guys from? Jason's from Huntington Beach. You may have heard of it if you surf. It, I do not. <laughs> oh. I wish I wish I could. I have horrible balance. I, I, figured, you threw the, I th- figured you threw the board on top of the Subaru and hit Rockaway. Oh, sh- how good. <laughs> I do have a friend who is so that, you know... How bomb would that be? Small lesbian throws the surfboard on the car, goes, it's, you know, 5 a.m. I can't do a sport where you have to wake up so early. No, I agree. I, I get it. I get it. I think it's a little cultish, but I also think, I mean, the way people are so obsessed with it, it must be great when you really get it. It, it like, really must be, like, life-changing. Oh, yeah. You see God out there. But for me, yeah, I couldn't do that. Like, don't talk to me unless I've had my coffee is kind of where I'm at. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Insert here, coffee, Ivy. <laughs> are you are you hiking then? Like, where are you going? Um, yeah, I'm doing like a Harriman. I'm doing a Harriman um, hike. I love. Um, I have a lot of friends who whose parents have house has have second homes. Um, so that's kind hell of, yeah. Shout out to shout out to rich friends. I know the yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Real New York shit. So that not not to brag, my girlfriend's parents do have. A small home in the Hamptons that we like to escape oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I knew Lily was. I knew Lily was a real shooter. She knows how to pick them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, you said Montauk, and you were right. You could. You could. God, I've got you pegged. You know, Warren sticker, Miss Cleo vibes. So, over what here. do you what do you do when you when you go out to Montauk? Walk me through your Montauk. What do you do out there? Oh my God! Well, I'm 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 Sh. South Hamps. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. SH, my bad. Yeah, I've never been to Montauk because I think Montauk is more so surfing culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I meant to say okay, Hamptons, here, so that's my Here bad. we go. If it's summer, let's do this. It's a hot. Let's get into it. <laughs> summer day. Um, you know, maybe we beg her parents to, to give us a weekend. They do. Um, <laughs> go first stop, Bottle Hampton. It's a massive liquor warehouse. Okay. Oh, cool. Load up. The deals there are on believable okay it makes <laughs> freaking bevmo look like a gas station i bet um never been to bevmo but <laughs> love the name so you know maybe get a pouch <laughs> strike one <laughs> i'm out <laughs> load up okay go to the beach which is like so much parking drama of course very new york because it's like i don't have a beach sticker and it's you know it's a thing yeah it's a whole thing. So I get in a brawl. Okay, so go to the go to the beach. Get in the common street brawl. Next day, wake up, wake up early, and then usually we like to go. We we love to go clamming. <laughs> Have little this this off road spot, and then we go dig for clams in this like shallow bay area. Get the clams, and you just come out with handfuls of clam. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We have a bucket. You know, get you just dig kind of wheelbarrow style. Get in the water and just dig. You get after it. Get the clams, go back, you know, take a glorious outdoor shower. <laughs> um, you know, maybe use a charcoal scrub Ooh. or something. Ooh, damn. Yeah, that, go off. You know, it's afternoon. This is a nude shower? Oh, so now I, I do shower nude. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> okay. Hamptons. It's a little different. Okay. I know. It gets a little sexy over there. Mm-hmm. I always think of how that episode of Seinfeld when um, Kramer asks Jerry if he can watch him shower to see how he showers so fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So, yeah, I'm claiming I've showered. Um, yeah. 
you know, I'm a, I'm gonna put on you know one of my big pairs of skater shorts and a tee, <laughs> and then and then I'm and then I'm gonna hit the driving range for my next. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Hold on, hold on! I didn't know you were a, a linksman. <laughs> yeah, Tiger who? <laughs> what What are some of your favorite brands of big skater shorts? We're we're into fashion. <laughs> yeah, we love to talk about fashion. Yeah, I've been rocking uh, a, a Volcom that I <laughs> really, yeah, that I oh. that I got from I don't know Nordstrom Rack. You know, oh. you know, I know most people would do a Dickies, but I have to say, I do have sadly womanly hips, and uh-huh. and you make those Volcoms work, don't you? The Dickies, the waist, I do have it. It's too tight. No, no, I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's a little too starchy for a comfortable oversized short. I want I want the I want the forgiving waistband of a Volcom. Where does the Volcom hit like like lengthwise? Are we talking Are we below the knee or are we above the knee? We're right at knee. Okay. Okay, okay. That's not crazy. If it was below knee, I was gonna have an intervention, but go ahead. No, it's not like full Jinko. Yeah, I'd say and then I have, you know, I feel like some thick Wrangler denim shorts a little right above knee. Mm-hmm. I would love to honestly get some lighter weight shorts. We, I, we can talk pot. I'm a, I'm a big shorts guy myself. Yeah, so. Jason. Okay. Jason. Jason's very tall, um, so he has problem finding pants that are his length. So he's kind of a shorts expert. You've come to the right place. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God! I've yeah. already been kind of looking online. I was looking at these Stussy shorts, and I was like. I know we're off season, but for shorts buying. Well, luckily, 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 Stussy is a Laguna Beach, you know, West Coast vibe. So their shorts are always in season there. Right. I was like, is that corny? Oh, I also, that's so sad. I didn't even know. Is it Stussy? <laughs> it is Stussy, but Stuss, I've heard Stussy as well. I've heard quite, Stussy before fun. in the in, in the 90s. Yeah. I don't think that's like outlandish. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. But I, I like that you really keep it real with true core skate brands. Exactly. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm such a poser. I feel like in so many aspects of my life, I do not know how to skateboard because I desperately wanted to skateboard as a child. My parents were like, you know, mm-hmm. warrant. They were like, you need to master. I just don't think they wanted me to skateboard. They're like, you need to master rollerblading first. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then we'll consider. That's fucked up. That's 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 child abuse. Call child services. <laughs> Defacts. This is Chris Black. I'm a podcaster. I have a, something to report. <laughs> We're at the driving range. We're at the driving range, though. Yeah, we're at the driving range. So I really haven't played much on like an actual course, but I love the driving range. Um, mostly, honestly, because I don't have, I don't have really any golf buddies. Because mm-hmm. I'm friends with a lot of gay guys. So you love just grabbing a bucket, a couple of cold ones. Oh yeah, <laughs> grabbing a brew. They have beer. Grabbing uh-huh. a brew. Grabbing a bucket. Don't bother me. Hit them up. You just have a cor- so you're so you're wearing Volcom shorts. You've your your belly's full of clams. You got a Corona light <laughs> in your hand, and you're just hacking away at your seven iron. <laughs> Belly oh, full yeah. of clams. Belly. Well, I think at, at that point, honestly, the clams. I'm cooking the clams later. I'm feeling a little okay. bit lighter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're working okay. up a clam appetite on the on the exactly. links. Exactly. Burning off the cows to you know. <laughs> Do you get like a Moz stick appetizer at the driving range? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Oh yeah. Okay. What's so funny is they like upgraded their like snack bar. So 
before it was just like tenders and now they're trying to do a little bit more of a gastro pub vibe where mm-hmm. they have one of those iron stamps that griddles into the burger okay so so not all of COVID is bad is what you're saying there's been a yeah, couple silver linings on the clouds yeah and again you know a sport you can do distance mm-hmm. So they stepped their gastro game up for for 2021. Exactly. They also have a peanut butter burger, which I have not tried. What the but fuck? Yeah, there's there's Moz sticks. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, Jason, I, I can tell you've heard of this. I'm unfortunately unfamiliar. Could you give me some details? Only in the Hamptons, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Those people. It's, they they're crazy. You know, maybe it's like they're protein fiends. Yeah, I mean, I think it's literally just a, a cheeseburger. With some peanut butter on it, and some freaks out there like it. I think it's a shocker, you know, shock pe- shock menu piece. It's a, sh- it's a shocker. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a protein. I, I, I'm addicted to protein, but I would not eat that. No. No, no, no. Okay, so I love. I mean, your your life sounds very cool, and your Hamptons life is ten times cooler. It it really is nice. I have to say, I'm lucky. Thank I thank God. Thank my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But also, Lily, nobody's perfect, so I feel like I want to know what the dark side of, of your mm-hmm. of your trip to the Hamptons is. I would say that, you know, the dark side is come cleaning time. Come cleaning time? Well, you know, you, you, Before you, you want to make the house perfect as, <laughs> as once so, you've, you've came, you know. Okay. We're talking about coming as a, Jason, arriving as Jason. a guest, not yes. ejaculatory. Oh, guest, got it. I got it. Leaving, and so. also you're you're Oh, and that makes me realize she's a maid. Of course she can come over. She's going to leave the place looking better than it was. So that puts a little cleaning pressure on you. I, I could have said. Yeah, it's almost even pressure I have to prove myself. But I actually remembered actually a way better dark side of the Hamptons mm-hmm. story for you guys is that you Kill a guy. Uh, almost we went my girlfriend and i and her sister went to a all male magic mike style review uh. at the club down the road which was like on the highway mm-hmm. <laughs> and they so like bought tickets i was so excited and the guy calls me and he's like hey this is like tony from like you know jr's exotic dance crew like mm-hmm. we are we want to offer you you know front row seats but if you actually can come tonight because like the club is closed tomorrow and so i was like okay yeah like absolutely and then tried to get a free bottle out of them i was like (laughs) well i was like this is really disrupting my plans can can you throw in a bottle some ciroc coconut for my for my uh me going out of my way absolutely he was like well you'd have to talk to the bar about that like i'm just the manager of like Mm. the all-male um dance crew so (laughs) we get we get there we realize why they were begging us to come because it was just us one bachelorette crew and like two other girls no like empty (laughs) club so the pressure to participate was (laughs) are these guys are these guys hotties yeah, I would say they were hot. They were like, you know, n- not as hot as what's his name, Channing Tatum. They were, they're all very buff. They were a Hampton Six, Hampton Seven. Do you think they? Do you think they were on coke? I don't think so. You're saying these guys that are are dancing for no one in a in a roadside motel in the Hamptons are doing this sober for the love of the game. <laughs> I feel like the, like afterwards, I feel like they're maybe they're drunk. I don't know if they're, they seem kind of, you know what I mean? Their moves seem smooth in a way. 
I've, I've, I've never made love to a man. I've only kissed one in a seventh grade uh, spin the bottle. And no one was like participating. And I was, and they kept on going around. By the end, I was just like, okay, fuck it. Yes, I mm-hmm. absolutely will take a lamp, a lap dance. So they like <laughs> bring me on stage and then he lifts me up, like truly has never been lifted like this, lays me down on a wrestling mat, throws a <laughs> towel down on my crotch. And then pours, I mean, not pours, whatever, sprays whipped cream Mm. on the towel. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's like gyrating the bride who's like so uncomfortable. He blindfolds her, puts her hand on a dildo. And like, so she fully thinks it's like his dick almost. There's not more. (laughs) The final uh, crescendo is he, it's like one of those dildos you can put water in to fake cum. And then he fake comes all over me with the water. (laughs) What? 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 Holy shit. That is is darker than I could have ever imagined. Yeah, I was like, dark story, huh? I have to clean a lot for... And then I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, I have a better... Better tell. I was laughing harder than I've truly, I think, like, ever laughed in my entire life. So you got got wetter than front row at a Gallagher show, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Soaked. But no no poncho was supplied. (laughs) That really is crazy. And then at the end, they're like mingling, and I like made a joke to one of them. I was like, "Wow, like this is my first time like with a man." And I think he, <laughs> assuming that he would like look at me and be like, "Okay, like you're a big lesbian," but he actually was like, "I think he just thought I was like a virgin." And <laughs> he just felt bad for you. God. Yeah, and then he felt got like really uncomfortable and was so like, "Oh my." And they just kind of like walked away. <laughs> how, how did it feel to be lifted up off of your feet very easily by a strong man? I gotta say, it it felt good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good I was know. like, wow. Okay. I was like, this is. You, you get what they're into, kind of. You see what they can see in it. Score one for the fellas is what you said. Score one exactly. for the fellas. Exactly. I get it. The strong, you know, the strong arms, you just lifted, like, you know. Well, it makes also, it made me feel thin, which is, you mm-hmm. know, I don't normally feel like a waif like you chris <laughs> oh no no see lily that's the thing i don't feel like one i'm chasing that feeling Go, that, that's okay, what well, i'm saying can i recommend getting lifted but by a strong strong man maybe one of the bears that uh i'm gonna be reunited with jason soon and i will ask him to lift me um and i don't know if he's a little bird like his chest is kind of small <laughs> and his arms aren't great but i i think maybe if he knew how good it would make me feel he could kind of summon the powers yeah, I'm no magic Mike, but you know I can get him up a little bit. I can I can plop him up onto a kitchen counter. There we mm. go. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could do that. Yeah, you could do that. That's cool. And you have nice high counters in your house too, so it'd be a little extra. That's right. You know, it'd be a little extra. That's cool. Well, Lily, this <laughs> your 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 Hamptons life is is very twisted, and I like it. Yeah, no, you guys come join me. I'm down to go again to the All Mail Review. Let's let's do it. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about your actual podcast, which is the thing that just came out or it's coming out. No, it is already out. We have one episode okay. out already and one coming out tomorrow. It's called Celebrity Book Club with Stephen and Lily. Um, I think my co-host has been on your pod before. Stephen was on what like a couple months ago. He was. Yeah, you know, you know how funny he is. That little fucker. It's too good. Yeah. But you guys you guys have you guys have like a long history, right? We have a long, a torrid history. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, basically, you know, we've been friends since middle school. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. that That's what made me feel old because people are like, oh, how long have you guys been friends? You're like, oh, 20, 20 years. 20 years. And we didn't meet in the womb. Yeah, didn't meet in the womb. So, you know, we, we were, uh, you know, a small, uh, you know, in middle school. I spotted him. I was like... This I can tell he's gay. You know, I was on the lookout for other other gays. <laughs> okay. I was like, he see he seems fun. You know, he seemed a little a little nerdy. I overheard him talking about Pokemon. That wasn't totally my vibe, but any port in a storm, as they say. Mm-hmm. He was peacocking in middle school. Uh, when you say peacock, was he peacocking in middle school? That I mean, more so like putting on a physical display of of something to attract the attention of other people. Oh. Yeah, you know, he was quite, I feel like, nerdy. You know, he was kind of, I think, actually trying to fly under the radar. Oh, okay. But well, how could you tell he was gay then? The, the, the mannerisms, you know. Okay, copy that. You know, the, the, the voice, the, the mm-hmm. wrist, shall I say, you know. The wrist? But, you know, yeah, was he, the, the stature. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think I overheard him, you know, talking, and I was like, okay, this guy's funny. He was, you know, wearing an all, all, you know, very, he would wear primary colors, yellow, orange, or the old navy kind of bold primary colors. Classic Americana. Nothing says gay like old navy. You know, that's what I think <laughs> of. <laughs> and I was new to the school, you know, I, I, you know, I had a, a few friends, but I was like, okay. And then I worked up the courage, you know, to ask him Aww. to go see the, uh, the, the cheerleader movie, Sugar and Spice, dark comedy. <laughs> Wow. You guys saw that? I'm sure it holds up. Sounds good. Flash forward, you know, we both moved to New York City, became comedians. But, you know, all throughout, or, you know, we've always loved celebrity culture, but also kind of the rush of the autograph, you know, trashy memoirs. But it's a great idea for the podcast. Yeah, it really is. We had been, you know, I feel like that's mostly what we read anyway. Um, and we had been, you know, talking about it years ago. If we were going to do a pod to do it about all the celebrity memoirs, we've already read like Terry Hatcher's memoir, Burnt Toast, Star of Desperate Housewives. Um, we're familiar. Our next episode coming out is a, a fave, a high school fave of ours, the world's first supermodel, Janice Dickinson's memoir. Oof. You started with Agassi, who's a big, we're, this is a big tennis forward podcast. Jason and I are both big oh, players. Shit. Okay. That book is really something. Um, but did you know what you were expecting or, or was it absolutely not? I feel like we, we, you know, we chose Agassi because we had been like recording a bunch. Um, like we've been recording for like two years, but really? So yeah, but we like, so you got a lot in the can. We had a lot in the can, but then, you know, some of the stuff sounded out of date and you know, a lot has happened this year. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so really I have to, st- not everything was as evergreen as you would have hoped it to be. Exactly. So finally putting it out, we were like, want to start, you know, fresh. And we were like, let's do something kind of unexpected baby for like a gay duo. Let's not, you know, mm-hmm. start out with like some campy actress. Um, though of course we love them, but we were like, you know, I had heard people liked the Agassi book and we were like, let's do a straight male athlete. Like, you know, just to kind of be a little different. But then I, reading the book, I was obsessed. I had, I mean, <laughs> I really just knew Agassi as like, as I, I say in the pod, like as Brooke Shields' husband in mm-hmm. the 90s. I really, you know, and as a tennis player, but I really didn't know that he was like the most like badass tennis player and just what an emotional journey that 
that book goes on. No, it's in, it's crazy. I mean, his relationship to the game, every, everything about that is like really interesting, I think. But I, I'm, I'm glad you guys started with that because I do think it is unexpected. And I think that that, that book is a very – I bet – I think like that's one of the most popular sports memoirs that has crossed over into kind of every person. You know, you know what I mean? I feel like the the lore of it is is strong enough where like people who have no interest in tennis have read that. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Like reading, I was like, I you know, I I I went to I got free tickets once to the U.S. Open and I saw Serena, which was amazing. Oh, Craigslist, crazy stuff. But yeah, it was like reading that. I was like, it's <laughs> I'm you know on the edge of my seat about like this game that he's talking about the U.S. Open, and I don't even really care about tennis. That's that's the power of a of a book written. I mean. He wrote that. Somebody wrote that with him, correct? Yeah, There's so always, he that's the other thing. wrote it with this guy. I'm not, I feel like pronounce his name wrong. J.R. Moringer, hmm. who wrote some like Pulitzer. But you would say, would you as as an expert, you would say most celebrity memoirs have a co-writer. Yeah, I there's. I honestly don't think there is one. Yeah, can you even can you think of one that was not? Uh, okay, I will. <laughs> I feel like we Rosie O'Donnell, this book that Rosie O'Donnell um, wrote is so <clears throat> unhinged that I wonder if that one actually did not have a <sighs> a ghostwriter. But I really, if there's not a ghostwriter, there's like an editor doing a lot of work. So a heavy hand with a sharpie. What is the what is the <laughs> What era is the Rosie book? Like nineties? Yeah, it's nineties. It's um, it's like era. I was a huge fan of her show. It's a, so it's like post her show, so like late nineties, and it's all about actually how she gets like scammed by this woman who's pretending to be a pregnant teen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That sounds oh, like a great cool. memoir. Yeah, it's really just more of a, and like how she would just like she wanted to like quit the talk show at the top of her game to like focus on her like adoption um, organization and to save this woman and like just focus on her scrapbooking. Like you can really tell kind of her her spiral through it. So it's you could do a whole true crime podcast just about that. Yeah, that's tell. the true crime feature, but. I would say, yeah, with Agassi, it was like, and it's, there's so much like fun stuff that he talks about. It's like Vegas, he gets really into his, you know, relationships and he's, you know, not afraid to be vulnerable and like talk about, you know. Well, it's interesting because in the tennis community, he's, he's kind of like a recluse. You know, he's like not really like a lot of those guys have academies and they start this and they start that. But he I believe he started a charter school in Las Vegas and his son is like a baseball player who just got a scholarship to college. Oh, really? So it's like he's not he doesn't. Yeah, he like a lot of those guys just do kind of a victory lap as like a commentator. Or they start an academy or, you know, like I said, whatever. Right. No, he's he talks about the school a lot right in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, starting a charter school is the most like rich guy ego shit of all time. Oh, my. No, I know. I mean, that was what in the book, it's like funny. He's like, oh, you know, it, it is like the celebrity, like, ego thing. He's trying to be like so humble. He's like, I didn't want to put my name on it, but <laughs> my investors told me I had to. And it's like, sure, sure, sure. You didn't want to like name it the Andre Agassi Academy. Yeah. I'm definitely naming my school after me. I mean, there's no question. <laughs> Lily, what, what, what is it about celebrity memoirs that you guys are so drawn to? For me, it is the little the little details if you get a memoir where someone i feel like writes you know my favorite type of memoir is the one where they they write like it's a phone conversation because it clearly was 
Yes, because it, exactly, because it clearly was, <laughs> and it's just like you know, tapes and tapes of someone talking. Um, you know, it's like the details of like it, you know, with Agassiz, where he talks about getting so mad at Brooke Shields watching her film Friends because Matt LeBlanc kissed her hand, and so he so dr- drives for three hours and smashes his whole apartment in a rage. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you retell it. It's those little details mm-hmm. where you're let in. It's, you know, with Jessica Simpson's memoir. That's on my Kindle. That's on my Kindle, but I have not read it yet. Same with Demi Moore. Say Paige Turner. <laughs> well, I'm a big John Mayer fan, and I'm worried about the slander. Oh, well, watch out. You were a John it, There's. I came, I mean, I already, not to ruffle your feathers, but. I, please, uh, I already please. didn't. I, I didn't like John Mayer, and I hated him after the book. Ooh! So, so if you're a fan of John Mayer after you read this memoir, you won't be anymore. If you've got a heart in your body, I don't, and I love his. Mu- I love his music. I can look past him calling Jessica Simpson sexual napalm on Howard Stern. Oh yeah, that's. I don't really have a problem with that. It's more like, <laughs> spoilers, just like his uh, manipulation of like him playing guitar for his parents while they're for her parents while they're broken up. So like mm. to get Lily, her he parents, has a gift. He has a gift. How is he not supposed to share that with Joe? How is he not supposed to share that? Uh, just I would choose Jack Johnson over John Mayer. Gun to my head. <laughs> oh if I had my god, to Lily, to one Lily! Of those no, thank you for joining us. This podcast <laughs> is over. This podcast is fucking over. With with those Volcom shorts, that comes as no surprise that you're a Johnson head. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. You dress for the music you want. L- little straw fedora on my head. <laughs> Yeah, he makes some clam digging music. Well, are there any celebs out there who have not written a memoir that you would love to see the most? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking I would love um I would love a Martha Stewart memoir. Ooh. That's a good great one. Great call. Great call. Oh, now I want to read John Mayer's memoir. I bet that would be, oh, it's honest, I, be I bet I would love I would love juicy. it probably. I feel like Mayer doesn't kiss and tell though. He will eventually because the money will be too good. And he's also, if he writes a memoir, he'll go down history as one of the most legendary stickmen of all time. Mm-hmm. And there's only one way to solidify yourself is to you got to you got to do the book. Here's my problem with him is that like I get people like <laughs> oh man he's a fucking great guitarist and he's like touring with the dead now, mm-hmm. but I guess it's just like his voice to me is just um just too mom music for me. But- his his singing voice, not his speaking voice. Yeah. Same yeah, voice. no, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's so smooth. <laughs> it gets under my it, get, it gets under my skin and di- directly into my heart is where it goes, right. guys. You, you, you kind of pour a bath, pour a bath, you know, what, whatever. What do you say? You know, scented salts and stuff. Put mm-hmm. on some John Mayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listen to Mayer. I listen to I listen to Mayer. You know, not not that often. It, it's there's a couple records that are driving music for me. I feel like due to the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, I have been <laughs> driving a little more long distances, mm. and I have listened to more Mayer than maybe I usually would. Um, but Lily, if if I played slow dancing in a burning room for you and you didn't tear up, I would be concerned. Okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> I, I don't know his catalog that much because I think I just know the the hits and I'm and I was mm-hmm. turned off. So 
Slow dancing, slow dancing in a burning room is kind of like a fan favorite that really goes off live. You know what I mean? It's got a great solo, oh, yeah. uh, and it's just a beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. I'm sentiment. dying at that. You're like you haven't fucking heard Mayor until you heard his live shit. <laughs> yeah, you haven't heard him until you've heard him pick the the Paul Reed. You know, it, it's it's um, yeah, it, it's it's about a relationship crumbling you know and it's it's mm. something that everyone can relate to and and i would be shocked if it didn't move something inside of you the only thing that's moving inside of her is those sausage and peppers just moving around that's what i was about to say she doesn't <laughs> seem convinced and you know what i didn't think i, I was really gonna convince don't. you but i had to try i had to try well what? what the fuck are you listening to <laughs> well here we this okay here's i get i would say this is my embarrassing what i would say quote unquote is better is better live is Ani DeFranco. So, Ooh. well, that's yeah. no, that's unfair. That's unfair because that's the music. That's like the music. No, people. that's not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ani DeFranco is. A, she is the lesbian John Mayer, more or less. Right? Yeah, well, that's just true. to be like, and I and I like her like funkier later albums. I guess I you know I don't think I I here's I hate when people are like oh this is my guilty pleasure this is embarrassing I feel like you know if you love something you love it mm-hmm. um, so I, I agree I agree, guilty with pleasure. I agree with that so I no John Mayer is not you. a guilty pleasure John Mayer is, I I don't have guilty pleasures Jason knows I, I'll I'll bang the killers in the truck anytime fuck all y'all <laughs> okay much to my dismay killers in the truck obsessed I'm rock killers in the truck killers in the truck. <laughs> I yeah I mean I I understand that I think that I think that but I mean when that when Jennifer or excuse me when Jessica Simpson's memoir came out I mean the big thing was the John Mayer stuff that was like one of the right. biggest storylines that was like you know quoted in page six and stuff but I do need to read that I think you know can I suggest a couple for you guys oh yeah bring it on Rob Lowe oh well you know that is on our list because we did um, the Demi book and. It's super funny because in the Demi book, she says she doesn't even remember sleeping with him and talks about that, how he talks about sleeping with her in his memoir. So that's absolutely that's on so the list cool. to kind of side by side. You, you talking about Demi Lovato? No, no. Oh, sorry. Demi Moore. Okay. Demi Moore. Demi uh, Moore. I, scared me for a second. I've read both of Raw. I've talked about this before, but his the first one's just insane because he, he just I, – I, he was like neighbors with the Sheens. Like that's how he got famous. He's not even like it, it's all just everything that happens to him is insane. It's like, yeah, then my agent sent me up on a blind date. It was Janet Jackson. <laughs> then I did every every single story is like absolutely insane and just gets crazier and crazier and has so many famous people in it. Life is cool when you're a really hot guy, okay? It's true. And yeah, Rob Lowe is Rob Lowe is kind of a king for me cuz he's he's a longtime sober guy. He's still hot. He's apparently a good father. You know, it's something it's He's tan as hell. He's tan as hell yeah exactly he, yeah he looks no, he's great. extremely fit and the range oh from parks and rec to <laughs> a san elmo's fire uh, <laughs> chris what's another wreck other recommendations i mean i would say if you're really looking if you're really looking to clown the andy cohen uh memoir <laughs> is really something oh if wow you want, if you want to yeah, hear about we... him on on the on the yacht with you know like barry diller and, and like the people that he also, I mean, I knew Andy See, Cohen was a power player, but the people that he hangs, it's insane the level that he's on. So here's my cue about Andy Cohen, though. But like, does he dish or it like? I guess that's what I'm looking for. Okay, like let's say the Jane Lynch. I, I feel like I've used this a lot. The Jane Lynch memoir is like pretty boring. Um, like she's very just like, and then this happened, and then this happened. She's like, and then mm. I did a play with like you know Amy Poehler. Is the is Andy Cohen? Is he going in? Is he down to clown? 
He's pretty down to clown. My favorite part is that he he talks about he constantly is getting like a two hour massage at like midnight, and, oh, and like okay. to you know, and he falls asleep on the t- he like falls asleep on the table, and it's like, bro, we know that whoever this is is sucking your dick. Like we know what's going on here. We know you're either getting a hand job, a blowjob, or you're having sexual intercourse with this masseuse, and you won't say it, and it makes me crazy. That is great because it's it's just a hint. It's like you obviously. You are getting. Yes, he has the okay. same masseuse. He has the same masseuse come over multiple times a week for two hours at midnight. And he writes about it and is just like, yep. And then I and well, every with, night with, my masseuse with his comes schedule. Over. That's the only time he has to get a two hour massage. Yeah. But I mean, if yeah, to, it's great. To, be, to be massaged to sleep every day. How nice must that be? He's very rich. Yeah, I would know, love that to do always cool. We just, I mean, gay guys kind of, we just did also an upcoming episode is uh, Chased and Buttigieg, which is a book I no, do not recommend. No, no, <laughs> no. You know, Derek, Derek Blasberg today said, I can't believe two of my favorites share a birthday, Pete Buttigieg and Dolly Parton. I was like, this fucking guy, who fucking likes Pete Buttigieg? Pete Buttigieg is a joke. I feel like the people who like Pete Buttigieg are like moms who accepted their gay children late and are just like mm. trying to mm. impress them like later and are just being like, really oh, I love Pete. He He's love one Pete. of y'all, isn't he? So that's a thing. Yeah, I'm loving Pete. And then the child is like, I absolutely hate him. Um, <laughs> I forget he's gay. That's literally the only thing I know about him. Well, because what's sad, but he, it's, I feel like his whole personality is him trying so hard to be the straight, to be like, I'm just like one of mm-hmm. one of you guys in middle America. I roll up my sleeves and I have an IPA on <laughs> Sunday afternoon after a good walk with my beagles, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. So what is Chase, what is, what is this book cover? So Jason's it's so crazy. It's like he should not have been allowed to write a memoir because he's like again younger than me. It's just all about him working at Starbucks. And then like, No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's so sick. It's like I'm and interested. I worked at Starbucks while I was getting my grad degree at DePaul. It's like this does not need to be printed. So Avente, that means it's the biggest one that's thirty. Yeah, no, it's truly that level of joke of like someone just going into Starbucks being like, Can I get a large? And some <laughs> the Starbucks person being like, Sorry, uh, we don't have a large. <laughs> it's that level. Um and it's it's supposed to prove that he also is this, you know, I have student loans, middle America, mm-hmm. I am the everyman mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. thing. Oh. Where do you, um, do you, do you guys have an end goal for this? It seems like the way you've rolled the podcast out so far has been very impressive and professional and strategic. Well, thank you. Much more so than other pods where they're just like, we did it, just kind of like shit it out and hope it goes well. Well, I think it's honestly because we, um, We've actually, since we actually have been recording for so long, it gave us about two years to the, to really think about mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> how we were gonna <laughs> strategy put, uh, put it out to strategy. Um, and then we started working with um, Leon Nafok of Prologue Projects, and then they mm-hmm. big dog L- Leon's also been on this podcast. A big, we're big fans of Leon. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge fan, mm-hmm. huge fan. Lehive, Leon Hive. Would you call him the executive producer of of your podcast? Is that what yeah, you Yeah, I would say? call him the executive producer. Does he get points on the back end? Yeah, what kind of points does he get? You get a little taste of the action? Points? Yeah, is it yeah, when you guys <laughs> sell to Netflix, does he get a little percentage? Oh. 
Yeah, I, and I think he will. I think he will, you know? And he deserves it. I like that because we, we like to, yeah, we, we're big on credit. You want to know the conjure? You know, of course, I don't have my lawyer here on hand. Yeah, fuck um, Bitcoin. But- Invest in Lily. I was hoping your girlfriend was a lawyer for some reason, so that's unfortunate to hear that she's not. Mm. Oh, she's not. She's a publicist. Oh, really? I think of her as very businesswoman-esque. She's, well, for, you know, it's books all day over here because she's a book publicist. So oh. she does mostly publicity for graphic novels. So it's book, book, book over in this apartment. Wow, you guys are real nerds over there. I like that. Which, truly. Do you got how do you guys like priority prioritize reading time at home or does it just happen naturally? <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it just happens naturally. Um, this is a personal question because I, you know, I'm trying to increase my reading. No, I would say, you know, she's definitely a much faster reader than I am. She, like, I'll look over and she's on her phone and I'll be like, oh, she's on her phone. Then I realize she's whipping through a fan fiction about <laughs> Chinese warriors. Um, <laughs> so re- she reads much faster than I do. And now I'm, I would say I'm a slower reader, but I mean, now with the pod, I really do have to prioritize reading and it feels like, you mm-hmm. know. Cause You're I reading think, with a purpose. I'm reading with a purpose. I think before, you know, I had five books open. Okay, this is on my Kindle. I'm halfway through this. I'm reading on the train here. And now it's kind of more like, okay, we're recording every Monday. It's, you know, Sunday night. It's homework time. Let's finish this. But it's enjoyable because it's a memoir. So you're reading a full book a week. Yeah. Can you believe? Grad school vibes. Like we're, I've never been, but uh, I can only imagine. <laughs> no, I mean, that's actually really impressive. But I also, I think you're right. I think you picked the perfect genre for that because you can, those books are usually, if they're salacious enough, they're page turners. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, the Jessica Simpson, that was full page turner. I would, I would say that thing. It's like prioritize reading, you know, it's like, I'm, you know, don't worry, I'm still getting in my TV. But sometimes like with a book like Jessica Simpson, I would choose that over watching TV. Move over, Bridgerton. I would too. So yeah, the, uh, uh, people talk about the Jessica Simpson memoir like it's the the Godfather two of of celebrity memoirs. Is It's pretty much in like the top five, I'm assuming. I Yeah, I think it's going in there as... Top five. How much sex? How much sex is in it? There is a lot of sex, but more just kind of in a descriptive way, where she's like, you know, she, it's the the emotion. Of- Let me ask you a very direct question, Lily. Was 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 Nick Lachey hit in the back, or was he not? So this is what's crazy. She literally. That's what I'm saying. She made him wait, and this the whole book is about him. I mean, a lot of the book is him being like, "Hey, so I'm seriously like so horny, and like I do like love you, and I'm trying to wait." And she's just like, "No, I am like a god fearing Christian. Like we need to get married before we fuck." And so he proposes. God. Like it's it's Damn. really because at that time. You know, when it was Christina and Jessica and Brittany, and they're all saying they're virgins, and you were like, they can't actually be virgins. She was really making – and Nick Lachey was crazy. He was like 28, and he waited, what, a year? Yeah, but Nick Lachey had been doing work before that. I mean, those 98 Degrees tours, oh, my God. Mm. I bet he was running through it. He's pounding a lot of poon. Yeah, the temp- yeah and, and now, you know, I'm sure he's he seems very happy with Vanessa – I'm glad, I'm glad everyone landed on their feet at the end of the day, except oh, for... Oh, and, you know, and she talks about... But you can tell she... I feel like then it is she is so Christian that way, where it's like, she is like, you have to wait, but then, like, she's always, like, is talking about sex, like, later on with, like, John Mayer and her current husband, mm. who... Oh, oh, she had a very erotic relationship with Johnny Knoxville. So it's actually a lot of <laughs> longing and waiting. 
Yeah, I knew I knew I knew Foxy Noxy was trying to hit on set, but they didn't it didn't they didn't seal the deal. Look. He was my uh like middle school beard crush, you know, when people were like, Who's your celebrity crush? Well Knox Knoxville's into a little edge play, like all of us. It was very a lot of edge play. Oh my god. It works, guys. Jason loves talking <laughs> about edge play. Uh, uh, Lily, thank you for joining us. Oh my god, this was so much fun. You you're a superstar. I love the podcast. I love the concept. I love everyone involved. Uh I'm very happy that it is out in the streets for people to listen to. And you said so you said new episodes uh every Monday? New episodes every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday hump day. It's called Celebrity Book Club with Steven and Lily at CBC <laughs> the Pod on Twitter. It's nice to finally have a hump day fix. <laughs> Ugh. So thank you for that. Right. And check the, check out the story about, about both of you and W. I love the fashion. I love the photos. You guys look great. Um, oh, yeah. My friend fun. Julia Burlingham did those photos. They were taken at Spain Bar, RIP, for you know New York bar heads. God, New York is dying. Am I right? <laughs> friend Leibowitz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't even talk about that anymore. Jesus Christ. Okay. And... Um, <laughs> We will we will be Jason and I both will be waiting uh with bated breath for our invites to Montauk and the mail review. Um Not Montauk. I, uh, oh I'm sorry. Southampton. I'm Southie sorry. as some people Southampton. Southie, yeah, South Southie. Southie. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're, we'll be waiting for our invite to Southie. <laughs> yeah, once once all this is over with this madness, I can't wait yes. to pull up some clammies with my fam. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can, and you can blast uh, John Mayer for me, you know, <laughs> on the way to the mail review. So, uh, honestly, me and you sitting in Volcom shorts, eating clams, listening to John Mayer sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's talk about edge play. Yeah, I mean. r- running over a townie at three in the morning and then having yeah, a blood exactly. pack. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get away with murder like Matthew Broderick in Southampton. <laughs> oh come on. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm this Lily generation's fa- 10 Kennedy, so, you know. <laughs> Good. I can see that. I can hear that in your voice. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us. Everybody, check out the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. Wagwan, Lily. Ciao, ciao. Later. It's not a silly little moan. It's not the stone they fall upon. This is the deep and dying breath. This love that we've been working on Can't seem to hold you like a wall